This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 974, spotlighted on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode 974, spotlight on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, joined by two co-hosts. I got Paul Scores with me. I got Nathan Strzok with me. We're currently on our way back from an action-packed weekend in Cleveland, uh, Ohio. Uh, well, we did see Doctor Strange 2, otherwise known as uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, on Friday, the, what was that, the 6th of May, uh, which was release day. And Nate has actually already seen it twice. He saw it on the 5th and 6th. We've had him wait for over 48 hours now to finally podcast about this. Uh, small comments have emerged uh, as we've tried to keep things off podcast, but well, now finally... I now I don't want to talk about it anymore. You don't want to talk about it anymore? You're done. This it's is over the, it. the fastest over podcast it. we've ever done. Uh, so let's jump right in. Uh, as Nathan is driving, I will let him at least speak first. Um, what, what were your, your, your biggest thoughts? Because you saw this first. You saw this before us. Uh, you saw this with your wife on the on the you know the kind of pre-opening day evening. Uh, what were your initial thoughts? And then what were your thoughts when you saw it the second time? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's certainly are movies where you see it once and you kind of start questioning yourself afterwards. Like, did I like it as much as I did? Or did I hate, did I hate you know, was I too harsh to it? For this movie, I would say, in both viewings, the first and the second, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I don't think it's, you know, maybe the strongest pacing or the movie with the, you know, without any kind of gripes, but I think you go into it and want a good time. And it's a comic book story, and that's all I really want right now from Marvel's content. I don't I don't need necessarily tons of interconnectedness, although I love it, um, but I want them to tell a fun story with good character arcs, and I thought I got both out of this, so I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. Paul? Overall thought? Oh, sorry, Nate. Sexing the second time, did that change at all, or did you find, how did you interact with the movie the second time you saw it? I guess I just knew the slower, like, the slower parts of the movie, where they were, where they were coming, and then I'm like... You know, do they maybe, still feel as slow then? Or do they feel a little faster because now you've already been through nothing it? Nothing felt slow the first time. There's just so much, right? And, and it's going, it's going, and then when it pauses, um, you can barely... It's just your breathing, right? You're taking a moment to breathe and take it in, and then, it, then it's moving again. It's very roller coastery. So I just... The second time, it's just, you know, you, you're a good roller coaster you're enjoying. You know there's a part that's going to kind of, you know, coast for a bit, and you're still enjoying it. That's all. I don't think I... I, I wasn't bored. I just knew when the breathing moments were and I kind of and I was anticipating and excited for the moments I knew were coming so it was a lot of anticipation just because I wanted to see it again and I guess I don't know how many spoilers I can say right now and all also, of them <laughs> so I want to see the Spoiler Illuminati warning. scene again yeah. and I really want to see your reactions to it and I got some great reactions on a Paul and Adam was a stone man so that wasn't as exciting to see in that moment but I wasn't grabbing your, your leg and, and thumping down on it I, I don't necessarily need the old thumper no but um, any, I was looking at you and trying to kind of just see a twinkle in your eye for either, you know, the Krasinski reveal or the Xavier reveal, or which kind of wasn't so much a reveal to you. Um, but, you know, I guess you're very internal when you're watching. And I mean, what were you doing in there? What was going on in there, Adam? Uh, I'll get to that. Oh, I'll get to that. Uh, Paul, your initial reactions besides grabbing, you know, Nate's knee uh, <laughs> and, 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 and kind of thumping it. Excitedly, yeah. yeah, no, it had the moments I was looking forward to. Um, one thing I can say really off, easy off the top, it was very, like a lot, a lot of Sam Raimi isms in this movie, yeah. right? Like, hundred um, percent. Yeah. The way it's kind of shot, if you know his former films, what he's known for with the Evil Dead stuff and whatever, um, that was very prevalent in a lot of it at points. Um, which is interesting because I, I, I don't know, he hasn't done a whole lot since, that I can remember seeing recently outside of the Spider-Man, really, right? Um, so seeing him kind of go back to some of those horror roots and having these kind of fun shots and the sound effects and the, uh, the jump scares, all that kind of stuff kind of flowing into it. Like, it's not, like, super scary. I can't take Ben to it kind of situation, like my son. Um, but there'll be moments that might kind of freak him out, so I'll have to kind of pre-warn if we go see it because he doesn't like creepy stuff anyways. Um... But uh, overall, as a whole, complete package. I, I really liked this film. I thought it was uh, very enjoyable, very strong. Um, after some days of reflection, after not talking about it until now, um, 
there was only one thing. I, like, I'm mad at the trailers now. I think they gave away too much of the yes, Illuminati at this point. Right? Like, why? Like, you have this moment. Um, I would have liked that they didn't mention Patrick Stewart or Xavier at all at any no. point, and that way he would have been a much bigger pop. Yeah. Um, as the final reveal of the group. Even anything Illuminati. Show it, right? Don't need any Illuminati. Yeah, no. Right. Um, I feel like. Well, I mean, they had. I mean, in a lot of ways, like the villain of the piece was not really given in the trailers, which is good. Which is good. But I think they wanted to create some sort of thing to make you extra excited. Which I I think for comic fans, they could have just used like in the most recent um, TV spot where they have Mordo saying like the Illuminati will see you now. I think that might have been enough. That's enough. Yes, that without showing you the chambers. You can show him with the Ultron drones because that makes your mind start wondering. So that's fine, maybe. An evil strange was enough to get my attention. Um, the shots of him with these corpse arms mysteriously all cloaked in this inky blackness and kind mm-hmm. of like decrepit decaying. What is that? Like any of the other things I saw in the trailer were absolutely enough to get my attention. So I don't yeah. know what it made them feel like. It made them feel like they were being desperate. Mm-hmm. Like, we, what, what, what can really sell this movie? Like, I don't I didn't think they needed it. Yeah. And if you're kind of. If you're walking into this thinking you're going to see a ton of different alternate versions of all kinds of stuff, you're going to like when you, when you talk about multiverse of madness and they do pop around a few different places. Yeah. You're really going only two. Like they don't really mm-hmm. they go to one main universe and they come back to ours. Oh, they um, do get a standout sequence when they first. Did yes, they do. Up. But you're 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 it's a it's a quick blip, right? Yeah. It's similar to his first kind of jaunt when the ancient one takes him in the first movie, right? Sure. So you can pay attention and find some stuff, but you're not seeing this Tom Cruise Iron Man. You're not seeing some of the other cameos people were hopeful to kind of pinpoint or scene sick Spidey Miles Morales at any point that kind of stuff you get Captain Carter not in her cartoon form you get her in her physical form imagine though the average movie going public how they would deal with that though like I love it I love what you're laying down I love the idea of like a George Perez kind of spread and and Avengers Forever this and that and and Spider-Verse but even this like it's the whole like end game of it all maybe or the Back to the Future part two of it all where it's like even keeping track of there is now a future and a past and a present. That's three things they have to deal with in Back to the Future Part 2. And that was like a lot for people at the time. Yeah. Right? And they're crafting that carefully and then they make it even worse than the third one, right? And then Endgame with bouncing around. And I wonder if the average movie going person would just be like, I think this movie actually will confuse and they try to keep it uh, safe in that way. I wonder if no, that, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's true. The third universe for a second there, that destroyed universe for yeah. a little, little, little hiccup there. But yeah, no, like, but I think there were people that were expecting more, so don't want, like, you have the Illuminati, that's kind of it in terms of, like, special cameos. What, what a saying. wonderful set of cameos. Right? But yeah, but you look at the list and it, yeah. it's very impressive, absolutely. Yeah, that's true. I will say, so just like you, Paul, I've had a lot of time to reflect and think about it before I spoke on the podcast because I really wasn't sure how I wanted to say it. Um, I want. I guess I have to. I have to. What I have to do in my head. Yeah, (laughs) in my head, I have to pull apart being disappointed for what the movie is and and what what it isn't. There are two different things there. I am disappointed in the villain. I'm disappointed in everything about Wanda. Um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to see that. I wanted to see her get redemption for Westview, and I just. I didn't want to go another villainous arc with her. And I, at times, thought it just. It was too. I don't know. It just didn't work for me. And but I, w- I would rather have it been another villain or another strange or anything else. Of more that felt more of a multiversal level of threat that we usually see in the comics. So uh, when I said nightmare was what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Would you like a nightmare? I would have liked a nightmare. Yeah. I, I, nightmare wouldn't have felt multiversal. Not so necessarily, it have, but it needed to be something different. But what if he's going through different universes to get all then the weird energy? Like Doctor Strange is so exciting in the comics because there's so you know. In the comics, you can really go anywhere in universes, and the level of threats are, are truly, you know, magnificent. And then I just found this to be a lot more, and I guess they need to make it more human-based, a little, you know, it's still cosmic-y. Um, it also feels like it's when you have stuff like this, it makes it really hard to imagine the MCU ever doing a Phoenix saga because we, you know, this this approaches that level to me in terms of kind of larger or trying to make. Wanda and the Dark and and the Scarlet Witch, a Dark Phoenix of sorts. Um, I don't know. It just it really bothered me that she was the villain again. I did appreciate the reveal. I was like, oh, I did not see that coming. Where she just kind of changes everything, and you know that's what this is. But then I also found I was I was surprised because I thought 
there it is. There's the villain, and now everything hinges on this, and there was no extra surprise, and it felt so early. I don't know. It just, it bugged me. I liked the movie. I enjoyed the ride we ended up taking. It's not the ride I expected I was taking, and maybe not the one I wanted. Um, maybe it's the one you needed, though. Maybe it's the one I needed. Christopher Nolan Just because, and, and I do like think Elizabeth know. Olsen does an amazing job. I thought she was really good, and I I thought she yeah, looks great really good, in the role, yeah. and they in this costume, she looks fantastic, but I just, I didn't want that. And uh, I don't know. I, it's I was not just about what you want. Adam I know. Chapman. I know. It just. I was disappointed <laughs> that's what Adam Chapman wants. Podcast. I guess. Be. I guess after <laughs> watching WandaVision, and it was hard on the character, and it made me really realize that every time that she was in a movie, it was more trauma for this poor woman. And I was hoping that Westview would be a chance to push that, like, move, turn the corner, and come out the other side. And instead, that was the exact opposite. And I just felt a little betrayed by Marvel Studios that. I felt like what was the, the point train. of Marvel? I felt like what suggest, was the point of suggest that they owe you something? Well, I, I don't know. I, I was just like, what was the, from a narrative perspective? Like, what was the point of Westview? Like, I felt like that was to get. I don't know. It just felt. And well, it, I mean, it, that's progress her character. Doesn't yeah, give her an arc. But but we, and we talked about this kind of off podcast, which we, we had said we weren't really going to do. But um, <laughs> the idea that you know, Vision was never even mentioned here, and like Westview was all about her loss of losing losing Vision, yeah. and she manifests these children, and now. Everything is about the children, and yeah. it's not even about Vision anymore. And but, at the, and but wasn't that the arc, though, in WandaVision? That she's arc, learned to grieve, and that... But, then, the line? but then she hasn't really. That love yeah. is grief enduring. Yes. Or grief is love, love enduring. And she's learned that in this whatever this white vision is in her vision, and that's not her quest, right? But then, then we move right things. on to the children, but you haven't really, like, learned that lesson, then. Well, like it just felt like she her has vision. She has. But, okay, but here she. I is. understand it's the dark. And then she learns the kid one. Great. She's driven to madness. That's true. By the dark hold. Yeah. Right. Let's not take that part out of it. Right. Yeah. She's like, she's dealing with the dark arts. She has this obsession. She cannot release herself. Like she doesn't care about anything or anybody else. All she sees is her end goal. I want my kids. That's and true. It has to be protected. She does mention vision. She's like, I killed him, soon. and I didn't care. It was nothing yeah. or whatever. And now it's the consum- consumption uh, the consumption of this like smell. Yeah. Over. Exactly mm-hmm. right. You see her, her fingers turning black. It's it's literally consuming her. Yeah. And it's and it's at the end when she, when Chavez shows her, look what the monster you've become. And she has then that realization. Oh crap! I just felt the character deserved better. But I mean, maybe she can still get it. She, I, I, I think she, I, she definitely I think survives. Gonna, yeah. the cave. Now one door. You see a, yeah. a, a pink flash as the cave condenses down itself and stuff. Well, yeah, I certainly hope for redemption for her as her next arc. Like, if they don't give us that, that would be very upsetting to me. Yes, I did. I did like the idea of a woman, a mother who is so far gone, obsessed, like taking to the nth degree. The helicopter parent, the bulldozer parent, the my life is my children. I'm nothing. My 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 partner is isn't even in my life anymore. I'm, I'm distancing from them. Like there is that metaphor there of the of taking that that twisting the mother's love and that that nurturing kind of energy, and it's 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 the evil version. Which yeah, as Adam points out, is kind of a little bit dark phoenixy. I think they can go bigger with the dark phoenix, but I also don't know that I need a dark phoenix. Well, we, like, they've already tried it twice yeah, and never worked. And I don't think po- I want it. Yeah, it's kind of a poison chalice at this point. Yeah, if you're not going to do it right, then don't do it at all. Yeah. Like it's, it's well, I think again the problem with dark phoenix. And I think the movies really stress this more than anything, is that it works out over time. You yeah. need to see yeah. the evolution yeah. of it corrupting, and it doesn't work yeah. in one a movie. movie is one movie, yeah. It the, works yeah, in eight animated series two. episodes or yeah, ten. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, like yeah. Let's get mutants in there first, like before <laughs> we start worrying about what's their Phoenix saga, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so, going back, when Sam Raimi has announced that he's taking over this movie, what were your general thoughts before seeing it? Obviously, but you know, here comes Sam Raimi. He's the guy who really got Marvel going. I mean, X-Men obviously had already happened when we got Spider-Man by Sam Raimi, but, yeah. you know, a lot of people, you know, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man is really the one that made people believe that superheroes can work with the traditional costumes. Because X-Men was like an apology, like, well, we don't want to make things look too comic yeah, booky. Yeah. and at least in Spider-Man, you know, we had a Power Ranger armor, like, it's garish, but it's more comic booky than not. Um, Spider-Man got a fairly accurate, as much as they felt comfortable doing at the time. But again, it wasn't them, you know, making him in black leather either. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So he really helped usher in the more modern Marvel superhero movie ideas of being able to use, you know, more comic-accurate visuals. And now we have him coming on to Doctor Strange, a character he always had an affinity for and has always talked about this. Which is referenced in the Spider-Man film. That's right. It's a joke. 
So overall, like, were you were you excited to see what he was going to bring? Were you you know cautious? How were your thoughts before and after seeing it? Nate, um, I was. Now I don't remember the perfect timeline here, but I know Raimi right from his, his horror background, and then again he brings that into the excellent scene in the hospital with Doctor Doctor uh, Octopus, where the arms are just killing, just murdering all these people, and then pulling people into the darkness and screaming and nails dragging. So like he gets a little bit of time to shine in Spider Man Two. And so I kind of take that with like his, his, his ash work um, from the Evil Dead and stuff. And so I was very excited when I knew the title was Multiverse of Madness. And again, I don't know the timeline of when I heard that Raimi was attached to when I heard the title. And then I, I, I don't know if this was, I'm sure it was just a rumor, but the rumor I had heard that it was going to be R-rated. And my thought was, that's a great directorial choice to do an R-rated Marvel film. I don't think that they're going to, he's going to, that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to end up being an R-rated Marvel film in a mainline in a situation like this so to, to learn this is eventually a PG-13 film I'm, I'm not surprised I think it takes some of the teeth out of it but then having seen it I think they're able to get away with a lot more than you know the, the you would get with rating years ago and it is quite scary and upsetting and terrifying in many instances so they, they've kind of threaded that needle and I feel like we are it is it is really one of the first horror films in the MCU and I'm very pleased and I think Going back to what Paul was saying about the Ramiisms, yeah, like he's 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 doing some of his classic stuff with Dutch angles and like you know quick zoom ins, uh, first uh, first person zoom ins, and then like these weird kind of fade in fade outs with music, guitar, kind of like eerie electric guitar, kind of fading in and out, very much like Suspiria kind of vibes in terms of the horror horror direction of the seventies. So. The direction overall of, of, of Raimi, I think, was excellent, and he's a, he ended up being a great choice. And I thought he was very respectful to the source material, um, blending the, the kooky, zany weirdness. And um, my, my, my main concerns were: Will there be enough weirdness about the gender, you know, flipping between dimensions or you know, mm-hmm. multiversal things? The second concern was: Will they be able to like you know give him an, a, an interesting arc? Which I think they did. Um, not amazing, but a, but a good arc. And then third was at the magical diversity. I really didn't like how simple the magic was in the first Doctor Strange film. There's a lot of just moving your hand in a circle. Um, and then we saw incredible manifestation of magical diversity in Infinity War and Endgame. Again, that Infinity War fight with Thanos is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially, and I'm like, can we have something like that? And so the first part of the movie, I'm watching it, and I'm seeing a lot of, like, I feel like playing it safe. And I'm like, oh no, no, have we not learned lessons? And then as you get the middle movie and the end of the movie, we're lots of great diversity. And again, that music battle where they're literally playing with the score of the movie, just yeah. wonderful creativity. And I, and I was really thrilled to see that. So maybe not all three of my you know, checklists were, were big checks, but they were checks. And so I was very happy with Raimi's choices, I think. What about you, Paul? Um, I will admit I had concerns about considered like a horror genre movie like I'm not a horror guy I don't like and I made it more towards you know like slasher movies and stuff like that to be fair like I've seen Evil Dead and a few of his stuff and um, I I guess I would classify it from my point of view some of the kind of campy horror right like it's 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 scary and kind of freaky but also you know there's some levity to it to a certain degree it winks at the camera a bit too yeah um, so you know I, I but I remember watching it, it's like, okay, like, I can see some evil deadness happening here. I felt like so, at some points, I know it's obviously a, a massive, big budget, like, Marvel movie, but I guess I, there might have been scenes or moments where it felt like it might have been more of that lower budget kind of horror thing than it used to do. Um, I can't speak to one off the top of my head, but I remember there was a scene or two that I felt like, oh, like, you can see the, like, the production value drop on purpose or anything, but it might have been part of what they were trying to accomplish with that shot or something. Um, but, uh, like I said, my, my concern is, you know, like, I know, like, I like to, um, well, April enjoy this, my wife, well, my son enjoy this, um, we'll be freaky for them, and like, there are a few bits, I mean, she crawls out of the, uh, the gong there, you know, and she's all kind of deformed and puts herself back together after cool, escaping yeah. the mirror dimension, yeah. it was kind of creepy, uh, when she defeats Xavier, uh, it's a very quick, creepy moment, um, I don't think the ghouls that come and make him the ghoul cape are too freaky, that's probably fine. Um, I thought the Shumagorath battle was really cool. I thought the, the CG on that creature yeah. was very well done. It was pretty intense. What about the violence, though? I was thinking as you're talking Killing about, the like, Illuminati was pretty brutal. Yeah. Oh, like, that. that is, yeah. Well, that, that speaks to, because um, I love, 
multiversal what if shit like Injustice I really enjoy anytime they, like what if has a series Disney Plus probably still one of my favorite series that they've done um, I love all those kind of alternate dimension type of situations and this was a very textbook here's those new characters and we're gonna slaughter the yep. crap out yep. of the situation yep. um and it was you know it, it was yeah pretty serious you black bolt you know where where what mouth boom yeah you know and uh you know poor captain carter and all that kind of stuff but yeah that was that was very intense that she just you know slaughters this group of, of heroes and who are uber powerful like you know she literally rips reed to shreds yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy um how that kind of goes down but it, it made it like the stakes were real it was really intense like don't mess with Wanda because once you show how insanely powerful she really kind of was you know taken with this you know how mad she is that she's just that lays more laser focus on it just her kids they keep telling her they're not real Wanda she yeah. has no poops she is going right in there and she like nothing's going to stop her right um, and like, to a certain degree some of it's kind of like way over the top like here she's taking out like you know, these five or six, you know, uber-powerful heroes, yet she's struggling to kind of hobble and chase these guys in a tunnel at one point, you know? Like, yeah. how is she not, well, that's you classic know, movies in general. Yeah, but right? it is, I like right? her falling, her body, though, falling apart. Yeah. So she's twisted her ankle and then the glowing red. So yeah. That but kind of... But it's intense, right? The it whole is. Scene is intense. Yeah. And how you like, it chase is. it, you know, he tries to drown her and stuff like that, and he knows that that's not going to stop her. It's just going to pause her for a minute and time to escape. Like, yeah. So, yeah, it had, like, the stakes were really high in this movie, and it was, it was like, kind of... That, that, that horror element was pretty intense, so that you know made it really kind of cool to watch from that perspective. Yeah, to make to make that slasher. I mean, already in a lot of slasher films, slasher films, the villain is super powered. Like, yeah. you know, trying to kill Jason is almost an impossible, impossible task, and so they'll keep coming back to life and all that stuff. But this is the super powered being. This is the metahuman as and, and a hero, a former hero, and I guess that gets to part of the lament of, uh, of Adam perspective that she she's been through so much can't she have a break and she's she deserves that too and she has given so much to to protect or save humanity that where is the justice and she's just twisted out of shape she's just being of evil or you know whatever uh, darkness now and so now that's pursuing it. all her power all that heroism behind this monster that's mm-hmm. pursuing yeah, I had a different feel of horror because Doctor Strange is so empowered, right? He seems like he can almost do anything, and yet he can't handle her. And and, and he knows too, like that moment with the Illuminati in the room, the Illuminati room, the council room, yeah, with chairs that just apparently judge people. Um, <laughs> where he's telling Dormammu, like not Dormammu, Mordo, Mordo, the other day, um, your, your people are dead. Like that they're sound you're back. hearing, like yeah. they're not, yeah, they're not coming back. They're not gonna, you're not gonna have a, a quorum for a vote here. Yeah. Um, so that, that that horror is setting in even in this more quieter moment. So I, I thought that was effectively done. One thing that I, that I did think about is that, you know, we had Spider-Man No Way Home, which was very much a celebration of what the multiverse can be in a happy way. Like, because yeah. we got to see the other Spider-Man back. And it's interesting to, like, I obviously, I did really enjoy the Illuminati scene, but it played out so differently in my mind than I originally would have thought. Because it didn't feel like... A celebration of multiverse in the same way because this is a new version of Mr. Fantastic so it's very cool to see Mr. Fantastic but we have no connection to John Krasinski having played the character before so it's a new thing Captain Carter's cool that's definitely cool but she's yeah. never like got, been the character in live action before and but it's still really cool to see her yeah. Xavier it's cool to see but it's not any of the Xavier's we've had so as much as it's cool to see Patrick Stewart doing it and again he's nailing it like he's 81 years old and still amazing but again it's not the same you know Xavier it's different so it was interesting because you know you and even Anson Mount as Black Bolt most people have never seen the show yeah um, me, I don't know. yeah like you're like who's that who's oh Black Bolt the guy it was the same one like you wouldn't know and even the people who probably watched the show they didn't recognize him because he's wearing the cowl which is accurate but also like no one has any connection to this person. Yeah. Um, so it, it was interesting because, like, it's really Maria, cool. too, right? Maria? Like, she puts her face mask down at one point. Yeah, and, and it's... everyone's like, who is this? Yeah. It just, it wasn't the same. It was cool for us comic fans who want to see a version of the Illuminati and what that means. But in terms of kind of exciting people in the same kind of rousing for, you know, fashion as No Way Home, it doesn't do that at all. And maybe that was never the point, but when the movies and this is not the fault of Sam Raimi this is not the fault of most people but as the marketing takes on a life of its own 
because of Spider-Man No Way Home, because it has all the multiversal stuff, everyone starts building up in their mind what they might be getting. Oh, yeah. yeah. They thought they getting everything. And this happened with WandaVision, right? Like, everyone had the crazy thing. And, and it wasn't no one's fault that it was a well-done show that made you think every week. And then the people, some people just ran with it. And then they got disappointed when they didn't get it. Yeah. yeah. And that's why you had people coming up before this movie and been like, don't, like, please set your expectations lower. And which is interesting, and again, it's because this felt like less of a celebration of multiversal yes. lineage well, and more yeah. just kind of Easter eggs as opposed to. But this is also the horror show, right? Like yeah. one of it is this is fun, romping multiverse stuff, and this is you shouldn't be doing any of this. No one should be doing any of this. No. Like these are breaking fundamental laws of life, and no one should be messing with these rules. Well, there's and a big wor- there's a big workshop, the incursions, yeah. right? Yeah. They've taken that big yeah. concept. And now here's incursions. So this is now a thing now. And even the post criticism when we get to see Clea for the first time, she says, hey, buddy, incursion time. Yeah. We gotta go deal with some stuff. So now... This is the, this is the, this is the reality. The, this is the somber right. reality. So does this lead to Secret Wars yeah. as the next big humara uh, that we're gonna do, right? So now we know there's this big thing out there that incursions can happen. And yeah, the Illuminati only exist in that universe and they were the, one of the few people who were kind of tracking what incursions meant or whatever yeah. you know so there's yeah so, so if you don't get an Andrew Garfield movie we can just say oh no don't worry they incur incursion oh. this universe died the incursion <laughs> conversion venom <laughs> <laughs> oh, the incursion the venom one yeah well that, you know the Fox X-Men universe all gone Incursion. Yeah, they can incursion okay. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For all we know, it's already been done. Right? Fox Fantastic Four incursion. Yeah. Eric Bana yeah. Hulk <laughs> incursion. Like he's like, what can I do? My hands are tied. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. But yeah, no, I mean that. But that's again, a pretty high concept thing to that the word drop that, and but we'll see. We'll see how far they take that concept, right? Yeah. So, but the fact that was in a post credit scene as well leads me to believe that they should be. That may be a thing to come. We're working, right? or you think we're working towards new Avengers? You think it's going to be maybe we get a team of trying to stop incursions kind of thing? Maybe. Well, we I mean, it could be, be, be so many right. things. Like it's really hard to have any sense. And we, I think you Nate mentioned this before that before all roads led to Avengers. You know where you were going. Yeah, off air, I was talking about this. Yeah. Off air, you yeah. mentioned this before we saw that. Even I think it's before we saw the movie. Even and all roads lead to Avengers, and that's all that matters. And yeah, those looking phases. That was the thing. Yeah, right? and now it's like I don't know where anything leads. Yep. and yeah. that's both good and bad. Like you know, I think for some people, their faith in Marvel Studios has been shaken because the Plus series are a little bit varying in quality. Yeah, and which is natural when you have this much content being produced. Hundred percent. That's not always all going to be great. Um, but it's harder to kind of reconcile some of it on how it all fits together. And it only matters because they've made us understand that everything fits together. Like, they have conditioned us after, what, 12 years, 14 years, to to think about how does this impact the grand whole of the MCU. And now you have all these pieces, and you're like, well, I don't know how this all fits anymore. Because yeah. you have the idea of, you know, with Loki, where the multiverse is real, multiple timelines, etc., because of what happened there. So we have all these multiple Earths. And that's kind of what leads into what exists now because of what happened in Loki, I guess, right? We also yeah, because they were trying to stop that. Yeah. yeah, the whole point was that that was trying to be bottled up, right? Exactly, and that bottle broke. And then there's you know there's Kang out there, multiple Kangs, and we're gonna get a Kang next year so in Quantumania. Um, but like you know, what is the, is there a big bad? Is it the incursions? Is it Kang? Is it a little bit of both? Like you know, what is it gonna be? I'm not complaining about it. Yeah. I'm just because it's, it's me- interesting because now it's it's as messy as the actual in a way of the Marvel universe, right? Yes. The, the actual Marvel universe itself, which is. Yes, they'll have things. Well, they'll have crossovers. Yes, they'll have some tendencies or some movements. But this this is a, a truly a brave new world in that sense. That like cinema had never did what happened with the Avengers sagas. Right, that had never happened. And now, what do you do with? Because so often editors are like trying to scramble writers together and try to fix you know tie up loose ends. And well, you've been going too long with this. We have to tie things up and we have to move on. And now it's like what. We don't have a story? Okay, so let's get, I don't know, Ditko, can you draw something? Like, put something <laughs> together? Okay, we'll have you draw something, and then we're going to release an issue because there's actually a gap where the last artist can't draw for the next... You know what I mean? <laughs> and they, they would sometimes put stories together, and as the dear reader, we're like, oh, wow, Stan Lee had this all planned out. No, he didn't. They had a, a problem. And Feige had a friggin' a pandemic to deal with, right? And the, everything's been shuffled around. So even if they did have a big plan, which I don't even know that they did, it's, it seems like now it's kind of all these roads lead away from Avengers and they just kind of pick up and see yeah. what we like and yeah. say they didn't like Eternals so we're kind of we're going to focus on Shang-Chi well, instead that's, or that's a other thing right you have yeah. the, everything that the Eternals was saying even that in the Shang-Chi when, with, the, with the rings like there's a whole 
yeah world there too which is exciting in some ways because again you have you feel like there's so much out there that they could do with it but yeah it's 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 kind of crazy yeah so it's kind of a ride and i don't have a destination i'm working towards which i agree is both kind of uncomfortable but also a little exciting and for now, this is really the equivalent of I went to the comic shop, I, pil- I pulled out an issue, maybe <laughs> I'm reading Doctor Strange, maybe I'm not. Maybe this, I'm just going to try it out. And it was a lot of fun. And yeah. not perfect, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we're seeing various like story arcs play out, especially in the Disney Plus series, right? They're going like, to, it's like having a six issue run. Here's an arc, you know, binge watch as a trade later, whatever you got to do. Yeah. And these are these little things that are going to, we're going to sprinkle in these things. Like Moon Knight, for example, love and hate it. Like it was his own little bubble, right? This, didn't connect to anything. Like this, this guy's here. He's a toy. We're gonna we're gonna have a story, and maybe we'll pluck him for a Midnight Suns in, in three years. Who knows? One of the nitpicky things um, I just thought of in watching this film was so Doctor Strange is known as you know a hero, a superhero, um, because people know yeah. him, right? Yeah. I was very curious about that because I mean the first film was a lot about. And I guess this film, by extension as well, and I thought we kind of had gone there, but I guess we hadn't finished that beat, was the idea that he had this huge ego. Um, The idea that he, he, as Christine says multiple times in this movie, that, you know, he always has to be the one holding the scalpel. Um, And I I thought, you know, it's interesting to kind of go back to that, because the first movie felt like that's what it was about, making it less about himself. Um, And then I thought we kind of achieved that, and then we saw him being fairly selfless in the next two appearances. Um, But now we're kind of back to going through that well so that based on that it was interesting just to see him as a celebrity um because i did not expect that because i thought he was kind of past that and i guess this movie wanted to show us that he's going to get past kind of being a celebrity as being a superhero and it also made me wonder and i've wondered this a lot is you know how much do people know about anything that happens when it comes to heroes well that's true because like what do they know about steve there's always nagged at me like do they think he's dead or not uh, also, is he dead or not? Because, you know, he gave the shield to, to Sam and then we never saw him again. They never really talked about it. They kept saying, he's gone, he's gone. But we don't really know what that means. And that's, well, I, I feel like he's still around because they want to use him someday. Uh, they wouldn't just write him off. But he's, So he's out there. And so everything that happens feels weird, knowing that Steve is there but not active. Um, and they're not talking about it. And so, like, what does John Q. Public know about what's actually happened to Steve? What does he actually know about what Doctor Strange even is or does? Uh, I'm, the movie doesn't care to tell us, so that's fine. Um, but it, it does. I did bump up yeah, against it because yeah. you have someone recognizing him. It was different when, like, you know, in Iron Man three, when a kid comes up to like Tony at like a yeah. at, at a cafeteria or whatever, not a cafeteria, a restaurant, and kind of says something, and you know, because everyone knows that he's Iron Man. Everyone knows that he was in Battle of New York and he helped you know save everyone from nuclear annihilation. Like everyone saw that, um, so that makes sense. But when you have a character like Doctor Strange who's operated in the sidelines. And I guess technically, maybe someone had a, you know, a, 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 a screen up and was watching what he did in the Battle of New York in, in Infinity War, uh, with him and Iron Man were there. Um, it's possible some people saw that, but other than that, what did they actually do that was public? Yeah, we don't know anything about Avengers PR. We don't know no. if there's a situation like in the like know, the Children of the Atom uh, <laughs> series that just ended with uh, Vida Ayala, where there's a whole rich online community of mm-hmm. people, of fans, of super fans that are doing that right getting videos of things and yep. piecing things together you you could say well that stands to reason but we haven't seen it we haven't had that exposed to the reader or introduced no. to the reader so you're right like it just kind of is oh yeah it's all about world building and obviously like he's had other adventures you know outside of what we've seen yes. live and in person he's obviously built up his yeah, magical prowess from when we first in the first movie to what his capabilities are come infinity war um he has blipped what has he done since you know this adventure when chris gets married so yeah he obviously there was the shenanigans with spider-man so there's um there's stuff yeah there's stuff but yeah i mean that it's interesting how you phrase that too adam because i can see that being maybe some of the what they're laying down there in terms of his arc um because that's the conversation between him and christine about the knife but then for me, I saw it more as the question of, are you happy, right? And Steven mm-hmm. trying to honestly answer that because, and even his evil version of himself later on says, at the time I laughed it off and said I was, but I wasn't. So it's very clear that he's not. And then learning to accept that he's not and instead of trying to force Christine into that hole that's left in his life to let her go. But yes, there is a lot of this coming back to this idea that the problem with him is that he's so controlling. And yet that's kind of almost at odds with what I think of as a larger yeah. arc of... You need to realize and be, you know, self 
co- you know, to cognate or metacognate and realize that you're you're putting up defenses here. You're not. You have to let her go and, and face your fears ultimately. So th- that, those are a little bit at odds. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. That's... I found it interesting that if you just watch Doctor Strange and then you watch this, um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, hold on. I'm getting yeah. somewhere with this. I don't know if the attachment to Christine is as prevalent because it feels like they they part on part on happier terms after the first movie and like there's more of a an understanding where if you watch the Doctor Strange episode of What If which is all about yeah. what it, what the loss of Christine means to the other versions and what and, and the the heartache and it, like it's really harrowing all the things he does to try and save Christine and can't do anything to, about it this particular alternate version I think that baggage of an alternate Stephen informs and makes what happens in this movie make more sense. I think if, if you just watch the two Doctor Strange movies, I don't know if it feels as earned, that feeling of regret with Christine, whereas with having that kind of fresher in my mind from that amazing What If episode, because again, just, just that like five-minute sequence of all the things he does to try and save her yeah. is so heart-wrenching. Yes. And like, and like it, it was actually emotional. Like I, I it, they got me. You know, like I could it's feel great it. Yeah. And 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 the animation was really strong. And again, there was just everything about it. Like the music. Like you know, the one where he stands her up completely and goes to like he's at like a bar or whatever, and then he sees on the TV that she's still dead. Like he, literally, there's nothing he can do. And what that would break someone to, which is interesting when you consider the Wanda's kind of own <laughs> kind of journey in this. And maybe that's why. I didn't need it as much is because I already saw a Doctor Strange dealing with the same type of thing here where he can't do anything to fix it and he goes evil. And so we have uh, Wanda who's pushed to do anything she can, even becoming evil, to a chain, you know, to, to get her children back. I don't know. Yeah, in a way, like, yeah, if we sim- if we summarize it, it's, it's people coming to understand their limits and super beings, especially, mm-hmm. coming to understand their limits. And I think that there's a, there's a bit of tropiness there. I think that's, that's fairly common. It's a Superman thing all the time. Yep. Um, but at least they go about it different ways. But yeah, you're right. It is very much a Disney Plus connection. And if you there's so much of that, right? Even the captain, the Captain Carter. You get hoots and hollers, and I think a lot of that is because they recognize her from that episode of What If, and it definitely seems like there was that, you know, editorial or producer mandate that we want to tether this and connect this in as many ways as we can. We want the Disney Plus stuff to count, and it certainly does. And it, it, it's a, it's both a weakness of this picture because, yeah, you're right. You don't get that emotional impact without seeing that episode of What If. And at the same time, with the shared universe and with all these things being built on and, and, and layered on each other, isn't that what makes this unique and different from any other cinema? Isn't that what makes the DC and Marvel universes special? So there's this, it's, it's, it's almost like a, an unanswerable question, right? How can you bring in new viewers without yeah. alienating them? And also get you know, the payoffs for the dedicated fans. I don't know the answer to that. I mean... Well, you're getting... The dedicated fans are getting everything they want. The... the, the yeah, the regular viewers—they're—they're lost at this point, right? Well, that's yeah. the thing. Like, even with with Fantastic Four, uh, or sorry, Mister Fantastic. Like, I love seeing John Krasinski. John Krasinski there. I thought he did a great job. I really believed him. But I would almost have rather had it been Ian Gruffitt, whatever, from the original FF movie in the two thousand five. If they were just going to kill him anyway, like, and then give me John Krasinski as the real, you know, Mister Fantastic that we get in the MCU. Like, sure, he still might be though. Well, I thought he was. Well, who knows, right? We don't know. Like, there's a lot of speculation, yeah. but like, you know, and now seeing him as Mr. Fantastic in the MCU, in some ways, is not, not that it's going to feel cheapened, but like, I've already seen kind of my favorite version of that already, and in, in he's got murdered. Like, the fact that he already has a family, already has kids, like, that's kind of my favorite version of him as this great, you know, as this paternal figure, not just in this core four, but also in their own kids. And if we get an MCU, when, sorry, when we get an MCU. Uh, proper or six one six, I guess six one six MCU. Yeah, that's messy now. Ver- yeah, MCU six one six version of Mister Fantastic. I doubt he's going to have children already. Like, I, I, already- would, I would hope he does. Like, that, that would be a very differentiating thing to give him, right? Because well, it the, sets him there's, apart. They're supposed to be the first family, and the problem is with movies is that you always have to. They usually go back to the beginning. Well, let's hope not. MCU's yeah, been very I good really so far to not do that. They didn't Spidey, yeah. right? Everyone knows they go to space, they get zapped with something, and they come back and get powers. It's pretty standard fare, right? So why can't we have, you know, the fan for... That'd be great. They told it in a different way. Yeah. That we can. I don't know how you avoid that, but is there a way? Can, or can they arrive... Maybe they're from 
the uh, negative zone, right? Mm. And they, they that's how they arrive in the MCU, right? They, they, they jump through a portal, be chased by Annihilus, right? And <laughs> maybe they are. And, or they were and, lost in space right? in the negative zone, and this, yeah, they return yeah, and they had a family. And they've been there this yeah. whole time, yeah. right? Yeah. There's, there's tons of ways you can kind of deal without having yeah. the, to, to retread old waters and, and to doom, like you yeah. can do all kinds of stuff. Like I, I do like that he's like, he is definitely like a middle-aged Reed Richards, and that's yes. what I want. Yeah. Yes. Like, I don't want Teen Reed. I, I never watched the 2015 FF movie because obviously it was a train wreck involved. At least people say it is. I'm assuming it is. You mean Fan Fantastic? Whatever it's called. <laughs> it's, so, you know, it's called Fantastic Four, but there's a weird. Oh, four yeah, yeah. Never mind. That's like, but like that's, you know, that's ultimate FF, and I don't really want that. I want to see classic FF. I want to see them mm-hmm. being older people. I'm okay with, you know, you know uh, Sue kind of being soccer mom and not. 20-something. Like, I don't... Soccer moms. So to speak. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they are a family. I want to see the family. And so I really connected with... I mean, he's on it so briefly, but Krasinski, I I loved it. I loved every second of him on screen. I think the one reaction I heard you have is inhaling or something when he said that. Like, the only thing I think I I saw you respond to is when he's like, I have kids too. And that kind of connection. And I'm like, that's the only moment of emotion I think I saw you express. (laughs) The entire movie. That says a lot, then. (laughs) Well, it just, you know what, because that's, I don't know, that just feels right, you know, more than anything. Like, that, Yeah. They, they, yeah. you know what it is? In that one line, I, I, that character now has a huge backstory that I can fill in myself. My headcanon is full, because <laughs> because he says that. And, like, that's one of those interesting connections in the MCU or even Marvel Comics that are very difficult for other media to kind of create, is that you drop one line, and I can... I can really build in an entire story, whereas in a, like a um, you know just a random action movie, you wouldn't care, you wouldn't even think about it. But because of what the MCU or what the comics are, you can kind of fill in these blanks, and it's exciting. Yeah, like Fast and the Furious has spent how many movies talking about the power of family? <laughs> yeah, and in one utterance, you've got Krasinski making you feel this actual connection to well, a lived it, family. It, it helps that he's, it helps that he really is a brilliant actor. Like I could feel it on his face. Like, it felt very genuine. It didn't feel like just a line read. Yeah, he feels like a genuine guy, doesn't he? You know? Like, he, he... I really believed that he was that version. Also, I mean, going to Paul's point earlier, when they say incursion, because we read the comics, we're like, oh, man, incursion. Yeah. Like, we know what that means. That's yeah. exciting. Like, is it going to be... Are we just going to see red skies? Are we going to see blue skies? Like, you know, whatever the colors of incursions were, I want to see that now. Yeah. Like, that's... That's really exciting. And where do we go from there? And so th- that's all headcanon that they... Obviously, they know what words are going to set us off, right? But, like, that's exciting. <laughs> well, we've planted some seeds with that, right? So For we'll sure. So see if that grows in anything, right? Because we said all paths lead to Avengers. Well, if we're going to lead, if we're going to start using incursions, then yeah. the path leads to Secret Wars. For sure. Right? Or some version of it. So, Paul, I have a question for you. Yeah. When Captain Carter utters Captain America's iconic line... Oh, I loved it. Okay, I was like, yeah. did you smile oh, or yeah. did you go... Oh, yeah. mm. No, no, I... It, it was like inevitable, a, yeah. right? You knew she was going to say it. I, I, when, as soon as uh, she was set up to say it, you're like, she's going to say the line. Of course yeah. she is, right? Um, I loved having her there. Like, oh, I, I love Haley Atwell. You know, the more we can have of her, the better. Absolutely. And I think like, she was one of the characters, I think, because she's been ingrained in the MCU for a while, too. Even if you didn't have the what if, I think she still would, you would have hooped up for that, seeing her like, oh my God. What if she was set in America, I think right? that's true. Like, you know, you need that backstory from what if to, to love her, uh, especially. Um, yeah, to know. kind of fill in the blanks there. Otherwise, exactly. it would have been like, wait, what? Yeah, right. But you would have been excited just to see her. Yeah, I think it was great to see her as part of it. Again, stupid trailer spoiling crap. Um, you know, loved the X-Men music as Charles pulls in, you know. Um, in his hot rod. Loves yeah. space. I do love seeing yeah. his, his hover chair. Now, was it just me? I don't want to nitpick about this thing, but did he seem like really like sunken yeah. into it? Yeah, he was. Oh, you know? well, yeah. That, that, that's something that bugged me. He's like, 81 years old. Let him have it. I know he is, but... <laughs> it was all cushions That's more there, the design yeah. of the chair than the poor old man mm. inside of it. Um, yeah, there was, his arms were, like, up yeah, right? on shelves. Yeah, really yeah. high up, like, as opposed to, like, it's a little blanket. And, what, like, your coat of mine, you, was his suit, like, the olive green that we expect him to see, like, we used I, in the 90s? I like, didn't think so. Like, tell the um, color of the suit. I thought it was more like the movie version, but yeah, I could be wrong. But so, it, was, it was nice to see that. Uh, but yeah, I will. Like I said, was that whole thing, the Illuminati word drop, but everything else could have been a surprise. And but maybe like, but by putting Kevin Carter is, could you have done more characters, um, and even Rambo to a certain point? She, like she could have maybe said something a bit more to help indicate who she was. Yes. Um, but I think more people who were involved in the MCU, similar to to Carter, that are now there on the seat. 
that would that would mean more relatable to like the Aprils and the people who don't. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's like well. they're asking the fans to kind of do the work for them yeah. in many instances. And well, like yeah. where was an Iron Man? Like there was no Iron Man, yeah. no discussion. Right? Like, there's, yeah, and there's, there's even Ultron. There's Ultron. There once was an Ultron, maybe, or and, yeah. maybe it was Hank Pym in this universe because Hank we know that from the comics, right? Yeah, but, like, exactly. But that felt like a weird one too, right? Because you have all these Ultron drones, but there's no payoff to that. Like they're just no. There. Yeah, it's just one of these things where you're like, what is that? And but like, they don't answer. I would have rather been like Doombots or something like a little bit more <laughs> recognizable. I mean, that would Doombots and a Reed. I mean, let's take it easy. That's two Fantastic Four things in one scene. <laughs> can't, yeah. can't have that. Um, on the Reed though topic, I was thinking about you were saying, Adam, and it is an interesting. Sorry, could it, sorry one. Oh, one more thing. Couldn't it have just been a, a series of Herbie robots? I mean, do we <laughs> need more than one Herbie? I don't need I, a Herbie. I need a fleet of Herbies. I'd rather have a bunch of robots that look like, you know, the Human Torch because uh, he was, you know, snuffed out of that, you know, that, that whole cartoon because of the freaking fear of kids setting themselves on fire, allegedly. <laughs> and I did want Chris Evans to be there as Human mm. Torch. I know it would have been stupid and wouldn't have made a lot of sense for him to be that on the Illuminati. That would have been so much fun. But also, at a yes. certain point in time, there's almost, that's bombast, right? That's getting so big that yeah. now it's just yeah. screaming in the but, theaters. I wish I would have thought about it, and it but he doesn't feel the Illuminati. And it would also confuse yeah, that's very It would true. confuse people. And oh. also, it would confuse so many people who've never seen those movies. But not movies. if you give them the haircut. Like, you know, if no, you but I'm saying that like, you're a kid, you're 12. Yeah. I've never seen those movies, and you're like, like what is happening? I always oh, remember... Captain America's back, and you're jumping up yeah. and down, and you're screaming, and then someone has to hold you down and say, no, that's when he was Fantastic Four in the in the, in the the sale movies. And like, yeah. what's a sale? Yeah, but same thing. Like, Story. If you have no contact... Story. Oh, yeah, what? Have, I an, an S name. Yeah, it was an S name. But I don't know. Like, same thing with the Garfield and Toby. If you haven't seen their movies, you don't know who these monkeys are. That's true. That's Spider-Man. Okay, That's whatever. true, but that, the movie is about that, though. Did you, play, did you ever play uh, the Lego Marvel superheroes and there's a trophy for Don't You, you Look Familiar? And if you have to have uh, uh, Human Torch and Captain America on, the, on your team together, and they just kind of look at each other. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> That's amazing. It's a nice anyway, trophy. So I thought about like the death having um, Reed die without really knowing a lot about him. I mean, this is kind of the inverse of it, you know the hero that has been built up, and then they're, they're they end with the death. Mm. This is the reverse of that. People are like, "Who is this? Yeah. I don't know what a Reed Richards is, or I know John Krasinski, or this is a character. Did they exist already? I don't know." And then they die, and then now. Hopefully, we'll be Krasinski in another film, of um, the Fantastic Four film coming up, and people will go, oh, that was the guy who died, and now maybe yeah. I am a little invested because they'll some, go back and now yeah. it'll mean more to them. Yeah, he's some, or yeah, he's some. There's something cool about this guy. He was with this pantheon of important, powerful characters. Maybe there's a lot of cool stuff to this character. So it's almost the inverse of spend all this time with Robert Downey Jr. to give him this amazing death. Yeah. And start with the death. True. And then work backwards and maybe it'll look somebody. I don't um, know. Obviously, we were never going to like just get uh, Namor thrown in out of nowhere, but God, I would have loved to see Namor. Namor would be amazing. For no reason, just be on the Illuminati there. Like Another one I was actually surprised that they didn't use was a variation on Black Panther. Um, yeah, sure. You know, because, I mean, historically, like, in the Illuminati, Black Panther's often yeah, there. Yeah, that's so delicate. He's also the next movie in the queue, so I Yeah, think and I guess you don't that. want to put Shuri if they're about to make her Black you Panther in the movie, that. right? No. You can't have a double. All you can yeah. really do is Killmonger, which you could do. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. I would have been okay with seeing a Killmonger there. Yeah. But that's, that goes back to my, like, thing of people you've already seen and known. Yeah, it means more because Batman. you've seen them before. Right, yeah. No, you're right. So it makes up. Again, action. like, we've seen Maria Rambeau in one movie, yeah. and no one remembers For her. Like 15 minutes and movie. if anything everyone's just excited to see Monica now in the next Captain Marvel movie yeah. so yeah. yeah that was an interesting one and there's no discussion about how she got powers or anything which is fine I don't really need to but it was just <laughs> yeah like a 20 minute yeah. diversion but like. I did wonder I'm like how the hell does she have any powers because she wasn't originally there when the she got negabands the Tesseract happened but like well no but maybe she was the pilot instead of Carol right yeah that uh, the doctor yeah. one switch takes, all you need right? I guess yeah. so all it is they're fixed at no price. Yeah, because they were, they were wingmen, right? The, the Carol and, and her. And... Yeah, I guess that is true. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. So I don't like the kids. You don't like the kids? I don't think the kids did a good job. I mean... They're I don't, TV I'm, I'm actors, not, not movie actors. I'm not coming at the kids per se. They have a script they have to work with, but there's a lot of repetition. There was yeah. a lot of weird kind of hand-wringing about, like, it's that, it's the commando effect. Like, at the beginning of commando, they're like, you have to understand this is a relationship. He loves his daughter. So there's this weird, silly thing with like, Arnold Schwarzenegger at the beginning of the movie, with Alyssa Milano, and they're in this cottage. And, and they're carrying like, this log. And they're, they're, yeah, he's out. carrying that log, and they're feeding a deer together, <laughs> hand-feeding it, and they're playing and romping around, and it's just like, it's everything a father could possibly do with his daughter in, like, five seconds of time. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, when 
gets taken away, you're like, oh, he, she really loved him and they had a good relationship. So there's a lot, I feel like a lot of that kind of, so don't you see? Don't you see that her kids love her? They're going to sing this obnoxious song to her that really, if kids want ice cream, I mean, I don't really know as I'm not a father, but I don't know how authentic that was. It just, it, it was odd totally for me repeatedly. And so I, I really didn't enjoy the way the kids were used. I thought America Chavez was great. Well, I'll get to America in a second. With the kids, I thought... It was exactly what it needed to be, as much as it was very kind of schmaltzy, but it needed to be because it needed to be the most idealized version of what Wanda wants. But, so it but, need, it, is, but it isn't just that. Though. It needed to be kind of... He's a real character. This is her vision. I know that, but yeah, it needed I to... I wanted to feel but real. I think, you know, in the movie, they just they didn't need them to be multi-layered. They didn't need to be as cardboard no, as possible. I just don't want to hate them. And I didn't hate them in WandaVision, and I hated them here. Interesting. That's all. Uh, I, not maybe, the same. maybe Raimi doesn't know how to handle children. Maybe he was like spooking them all the time. I, I was know. a little just. And again, this is not the fault of the creators. This is not what the movie is. This is what the movie isn't. So it's not their fault. But I did kind of want there to be more of like a, you know, the kids in hell, <laughs> or like you know, the souls in hell. <laughs> I knew you wanted that <laughs> because like at WandaVision, you end at that note where she's with the Darkhold and you hear them screaming, and I thought that was going to be more of like a she has to go save them, not. You know, very different. I'm gonna go. It's what drives her in madness. It's what's pulling her in. It's yeah, like, she's but like, you want your children? Come use me. I'm gonna corrupt you. Yeah, but it, I I know you, you you can make that leap. I didn't want to make. I didn't I didn't find that leap convincing enough for me. I want it to be an actual like something is wrong with them. And she has to go stop it. And instead, there's nothing wrong with them. She's just going to other realities. Now, I did like the idea of dreaming. You know, being window to the other dimensions, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I like that. I did love Ponytail Steven at the beginning. Yeah? I like that we start the movie with him. I like that they give, you know, the different strangers subtly different costuming, which definitely evokes classic looks that he's had in the comics. So that was great. America Chavez, I loved her. I thought she was so good. I really liked the, the actress. I thought did a great job. Great energy. Yeah, she brought a lot of something special to it. Because she just felt new and... I guess new and fresh, but like something, yeah. she's you know. The, she's the Peter Parker. She's Doctor, the Nova. She's, well, yeah, because we've, we've had Doctor Strange in four movies now, uh, you know, and, and it was nice to kind of get something that was different. Yeah. Actually, I guess this is his fifth appearance because he was in Ragnarok, right? Briefly. So, no. Very briefly in Ragnarok. So this is his fifth film. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I did like the movie. I just... I, I just wanted more done by, by, by Scarlet Witch. And I, I wish it had been a, a happier ending for her and not she was the villain and she's going to kill all these people. Because once you, by the gym shooter rules, once you kill that many people, you cannot be redeemed anymore. You have to die. Well, she warned them. He said, if you just give me this kid, I'll just kill this one kid and then everyone yeah. is to live. That's true. So I like that twisted. I mean, she's being very reasonable. It's, yeah. Well, that's the point, right? Like, Dr. Strange, she's like, like you were. Like, you can do... This is a double standard. You can yeah. sacrifice a few for the good of the many, and I can't. Yeah. So that is a nice thing to point out there. I did like that, yeah. That's yeah. an interesting point Yeah, there. just give me the girl. Um, as no. long as, like, are you crazy? Like, you want to just kill this kid? It did make me wonder, like, what kind of debriefing the Avengers had after they finished that battle in Endgame? To be like, okay, this is what happened. This is why we did this. Yeah. Because you kind of know stuff. Dr. Strange said that he saw a million possible timelines, and he said this is the only way, and we're just going to trust that, okay? Everyone, everyone okay with that? Yeah. Again, I, I, this is a weird kind of timeline question. When he does that, and he's looking into the future, so at what point do the alternate realities actually exist because of the collapse of he, the he who remains? Like, technically in the past is where that variant of Loki has broken off, even though it hasn't happened yet. And then he just creates reality, like all the multiple realities start growing again, correct? Well, <laughs> So yeah, what good, the hell good, good did I just say? Good leading question. Um, I, we can say yes or no to you. Yeah, I <laughs> um, think so. So, you're, you're, if your question is what is the timing? Is that what it is? Like, yeah, when how does, does Loki happen? Like, well, like Loki technically has to happen after the time heist occurs, but that no, happens it in happens, the past. It happens during the time heist because we see him yes. leave in the midst of them. Yes. So whatever happens after that now, we can just no prize it by saying, okay, it My question happens. is, how did Doctor Strange able to look into that many different timelines when technically because of the TVA they wouldn't exist? Yeah, by that time, Loki had already had his adventure. There we go. Okay. There's a black hole. But even though, but they, they hadn't gone there yet. <laughs> hadn't gone where? The, the time I said it occurred, 
Like, how can he the, look the, into the, the future? The broken bottle, the bottle that shatters, yeah. allowing him to see a multiverse. Everything that happens in between when Loki disappears and he needs to look on the on, on Titan. Yeah. Apparently, is when Loki happens. There. The, the, okay. Right. Like you have to do that's no prize, don't you? I, I don't know if it actually works, but I, I well, wouldn't I, mean, over, I wouldn't overthink it at this time. Okay. Time works differently. Let me change it. Let me change it to something else. You watch Interstellar. Okay. Next, yeah. next thing. They, when you saw the, the movie with your wife, and they name dropped Wonder Gore, did your did your wife she have an exhale? Yeah. She gasped. Okay. That was and happy to hear about Wonder Gore. She grabbed my hand. Yeah. Not Wonder yeah. Gore. I mean, it's cool. They they did you, showed. Did you grab Nate's hand as well, Paul, when they dropped Wonder Gore? Absolutely. I think he punched my nut. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's like the Madripoor of it all too, right? Like Ma- at least Madripoor, there's stuff going on there. Yeah. They're like, okay, like maybe patches in the city. Yeah. But with this, you're like, well, there's not a. There's not an after-credit scene of a purple-headed man, the high evolutionary, you know, kind of <laughs> coming around the corner, going, "Oh, you broke up my mountain or whatever." Um, or they could still be there. You could still be there, right? It would be nice if there was a little hint that there could still be there. But I don't know that I need more. That's such a messy continuity. Oh place. yeah, you don't need Wonder Wonder is a need... fucking mess. Yeah, I mean, they took the high evolutionary out of, uh, I think, out of Warlock, right? Out of Adam Warlock's, you know. Uh, I believe so. So we don't really need him. He's kind of a fun, goofy thing, but it's it's a mess. So yeah, it was fun, but we don't need it to be more at this point anyway. So overall, it's I mean, interesting when One Division ended and you see her yeah. kind of in the mountains and stuff. There, I thought that's where she was already in, in One Division. To be honest, I always remember watching that and Kelly being like, "I know he's not there, but I want Wolverine to be there." <laughs> I, in my head, canon, he's totally there. Yeah, she's up in northern Canada. Like it could be. He's at the Princess Bar, the Tiger Tiger. They can't show him having a stogie in the actual movie, so he's having one. It's like camera. it's like Captain Rios in the in, in Picard. He keeps having a cigar in his mouth, but not actually smoking it. Yeah. Or Wolverine in the animated series, who keeps popping his claws, but never really using them on anyone. That's true. And then by the time somebody he goes to like, punch them, his claws are back in his. If you're a sentinel, though, you're you're toast. That's you're true. If, yeah. you're, if, if you're, you're a robot, yeah, of okay. some kind. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts, Nate. Start us off. Yeah, I mean bring on more stuff like this I, I, I'm constantly worried and thinking and that, that Marvel and this MCU will collapse in on itself at any time they've been saying for years now that the superhero genre it's time is over it's kind of ascended now it's going to drop the same thing happened with westerns the same thing happened with this and that and uh, so every movie but not every get, western was connected <laughs> that's, that's the big flaw <laughs> well yeah. some of them were actually yeah, I'll take the, that the, back yeah the good bad and the ugly and yeah. stuff like that um, but for me every movie in this universe is a gift and I'm just enjoying the ride. I enjoyed this. Yeah. I cannot wait for Love and Thunder. I cannot yeah. wait for, for She-Hulk even yeah. as well. And oh, Ms. Yeah. Marvel. I'm just like, I'm excited for all of the projects. I want Doctor Strange 3. I want Clea. I like, sure. I don't, I, yes. Charlize Theron is, is Clea. Yes, please. Give us more Doctor Strange. I don't know. What is it? The Baby Groot one? I don't know if I care about that. But everything else, oh, yeah. I'm pretty stoked for. I get Black Panther. I cannot wait to see if they True. can make this work. Oh, we didn't really talk about... Uh, last, I guess, thought about oh, Wong. Wait. You asked me about this movie. Yes, I, 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 I did. Was, I, I enjoyed the movie. You enjoyed the movie. Okay. You love Wong? Yeah, I do. And the, the, the two Benedicts did it again. Yeah. Um, I do love this version of Wong. Like, I don't need the love of comic I wish Wong. She was I love this one. I wish she had more to do because he's the Sorcerer Supreme. But yeah. they have a good chemistry together and they I enjoy do. it. Yeah. Yes, they do. I, and, I mean, we know he's in the world, right? Because... Well, actually, here's a question. Yep. yep. As Sorcerer Supreme, he was doing cage fights? Um, maybe. <laughs> when did that? He, so that happened. He gets blipped. So so Stephen gets blipped. Yeah. And then in that time, they need a Sorcerer Supreme. Yes. So Wong takes over. Yes. And Shang Chi happens post blip. Yes, it does. So yeah, answer has to be yes, I guess. Yeah, he's. But he's also been training Abomination. <laughs> is he training, or are they just like having a? They got they drunk a little bit. And they're having a fight. Maybe. He but needs some cash. It is like, interesting, right? Like he's the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. He's, he's in charge of Carmitage. Yeah. He's helping train all these people. Yeah. And he's doing cage fights. He's a naughty Sorcerer Supreme. I love it. Yeah. I, I honestly, like, I don't ever, like, if they if they decide at some point to make Wong in the comics more like his movie version, I would not be against it. I would be happy with that for sure. Because there's something really special about it. And again, taking away the kind of the manservant kind of concept that was very outdated. Yeah. Um, and making, especially in this version, making him his superior. Like, it, you know, I really do enjoy that. And he bowed to him, so I'm happy. That yeah, was very... Nice little art there. I did like... That yeah. was a nice one, too. So, yeah. I, I like the look of those badass four demons about Wondergore, and they did nothing. No. Uh, I'm a, what a I, bummer I, that I was. I was worried there was going to be another protracted battle, so I'm glad they just kind of disposed of it. But yeah, that's true. You, that's kind of like an anti-Chekhov's gun where you're like, right. okay, they're gonna, these guys are going to be so cool. It's that cool guy in the mafia, right? In yeah. the yeah. Simpsons episode, right. the guy who's flipping around. Uh, and, and you know he's doing something great. 
Oh, yeah, I missed it. Cool. Like, but, fine, one takes out the one, that's fine, but at least have, like, I, 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 like, it doesn't be long, but at least some kind of cool battle with the other three, and then, like, move on from it, but yeah, they were yeah. both all dispatched pretty simply. But what I did love is that makeup combined with whatever CG they did to Benedict's to make them a oh, dead the zombie, zombie yeah, was pretty, and then they harness it. It's pretty creepy. It almost looked yeah. like stop motion, like they slowed down... Um, the, you know the, the frame rate or something yeah. to make well, the the ghosts or the spirits. Well, janky no wonder, I wonder. Janky. No wonder they asked uh, Sam Raimi like, "Hey, if anyone has experience with the undead yeah, on film, like, it felt very Evil Dead and yeah. in a great, in the best possible way." I was so pleased with that. Um, so I, I want the, that that kind of creativity and that energy was perfect for this movie, and um, I'm very stoked for a third film. Okay. Yeah. Uh, overall ratings. Uh, yeah, we usually do. Usually we come up with some fun thematic thing, but I can't think of one. How many cloaks? <laughs> yeah, the cloaks are a little character there, isn't it? He is a, he is a character. Hard. Sure. Cloaks are try hard. Yeah. Got a little bit scorched, but patched up, I guess. And For sure. I like how they did that. <laughs> like They made I, sure that they... I did like the effects on every time America Chavez used their, the portal. Oh, the Star portals powers? were amazing. They were gorgeous. They Very cool sound effect, which you actually... Yeah, yeah. actually punching, punching and doing it was cool, too, yeah, finally. Yeah. yeah, that was wonderful. Um, and when she, cause when she punches the glass, it has a star shape to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was pretty. Love that. And when she punches uh, Wanda, she's punching her star fists. Yeah, so these big yeah. explosions of stars. Yeah, that effect of like the universe kind of fall, falling into another one. Yeah, flowing and pulling you. Uh, really, really evocative and, and great color. Yeah, really good stuff. Um, kind of almost made me feel like the Travel Foreman Eternals two. Yeah, it's, it's not Travel Foreman e, but just that the colors and the energy, very cool cosmic e. Um, I don't know, eight point a nine, a nine. I'd say a nine at least. I like, yeah, nine for me. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it nine pages of the Book of Ashanti out of ten. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. The Book of Ashanti. Uh, seven and a half dark holds. Wow. <laughs> pages of the dark hold. I don't know. Wow. I have to think about it, but like, I liked it. I did like it. I just, and as I said, I am wrestling with how much of my not and in some ways not loving it was based on what they did and, and what I wanted and, and that they, is hard that, that is hard yeah and I can totally understand your point of view and I can appreciate that absolutely my biggest over thing, time maybe I'll feel differently yeah, and if they yeah. do something if, if, if you're right the Wanda of it all if later, they do bring Wanda back at some point yeah. I just feel like every time we saw her she dealt with irreparable trauma and she never got a happy ending and a lot of other characters did and I just feel like for all the time we spent on screen with her, like Black Widow got a redemptive arc. Yeah. You know, at the very end, she she got to atone for the bad things she'd done. She got to put set things right, bring Clint's fa- family back, like be part of that decision. Be part I, I of thought the I solution. read that Elizabeth Wilson's in. I thought she's in. I thought she's really liking the this ability to go this. I'm sure she does because it lets her do yeah. something. Yeah, like yeah. as an actor, this lets you really push your range, yeah. right? So, so I, I can think... see why this provides a challenge and a fun one. But just from uh, so from a fan of the character and of her portrayal, especially. After loving WandaVision, I don't know. I just, I, I, and I, I think this is going to make it harder for me to ever watch WandaVision again, knowing that it just ends up here. Maybe. I, I think like, April like, agrees with you too. I think she likes, you know, Wanda a lot and what she does and having her. There's no happy ending for that probably poor girl. Her for like, that's, yeah. I think there's going to be a happy ending. Though. I think, think so? turn around. Yeah. I and so. I'm going to say it. I don't care what anyone says about the pretender. Xavier talked to another mutant in this movie, right? Like this Xavier Wanda moment. Two mutants having a conversation in the MCU. That's, that's, that's my canon, okay? <laughs> it did happen, yeah. yeah. No, for sure. I did, and again, I liked... I, I liked that he didn't use, need to use Cerebro. Like, he just used his powers. And then he yeah. had the whole cool waves, the mind waviness. Oh, yeah. yeah. And going yeah. into the eye, which, again, was a very Raimi thing, too. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. pushing on the eyes. No, I I did enjoy the movie, and I think when I eventually see it again, when it comes out at home release, um, maybe I'll feel differently. Um, I don't know. And again... Like, I don't think Kelly will ever watch this movie. I don't think she'd ever want to. And I don't think I could make her watch it because I don't think she, I think she'd be uncomfortable with some of the horror aspects. Yeah. And again, that is sad. Like, and again, she likes Wanda. So, I like, you know, to your point, Paul, like, I don't know if April's ever going to want to watch this. And I don't know if you warn her or not. You all have to warn her. Yeah, because, yeah. like, if you like Wanda, bad things are going to happen to her. It doesn't end well. But in three years, if it ends very well eventually, you'll be like, oh, well, this is a stepping stone this to that. part of her story. Um, but as of right now, it's a sad, sad 
And now we have this kind of how do you build the bridge to get these two boys growing up at the teens so they can be a young Avenger. Yeah, and, and that's, that's why I was surprised too. That I thought, again, that the souls would be with Mephisto or something. Could be. Who knows? And then she would help rescue them and then they'd be kids again and then they could be superheroes. Or Miss America punches into a dimension where they're, they're teens and yeah. they have to fly out of the Iron Lad is going to bring them over. Everyone yeah. Relax. And then Wanda maybe will be like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like uh, I've missed your childhood and like how can we reconnect? Like it could become this whole other thing. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. There's many roads to success. I wouldn't worry. All many roads lead to Young Avengers. That's my call. Right. I, All roads lead to Young Avengers. I feel they're Avengers. setting that young Loki over, kid Loki over here. I feel that table well, being set. They, 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 re- they, they yeah. recast the actor, actress who did Stature because she's going to have a bigger role. So, okay. like, they're, they're obviously taking it seriously. We got Thunderbolts, I hope, coming. We got Young Avengers, I hope, coming along. So much. Yeah, there's lots they can do. It's going to be a fun one. True. Now you got okay. me excited. No, you said Midnight Suns, and now I'm all like, Oh, oh right. I'm all like, oh, wait, whenever Twitter. I walk out of the theater or, or finish watching, let's see the credits roll, and I go, Yeah, that I, I feel, I'm satisfied with my care. You know, I'm happy <laughs> with what I I witnessed. Oh, yeah. You know, and there, there have been a ton of everything's been landing so far. Like you know, Black Widow. I thought was meh. Shang Chi was oh, yeah, okay, right? It's really I mean, watch it. I told you I gotta know about that. Let's you watch Eternals tonight. So. Let's do it. <laughs> But watch out this and like seeing Spider Man like awesome amazing mm-hmm. it, was, it was good stuff. So. I actually, have not watched Spider Man yet with you two. What's one, going on? The one last thing I actually I realized that we did not talk about it all, but I should have asked about it. What do you think about Bruce Campbell? Yeah, just hidden himself. You got you got to have it. Very He's got to be, the yeah, gotta be there. Yeah. It beat up that beautiful boy. It's funny because I haven't seen like I, I didn't watch the Ash the Ash TV show that was on a couple years ago, but he like I just I it's like I missed him getting old. And so suddenly he's like, "Whoa, that's Bruce Campbell now. He's yeah. old now." Yeah, uh, that was that, that took me out for a second because in my mind he's he's always going to be Atalicus from <laughs> Xena and Hercules because that was when I first ever saw Bruce Campbell on screen or Jack of All Trades, and then obviously I saw him in Armored Darkness later. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoyed his cameo uh, kind of appearance. I like that he was in the second post credits and like it's over. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was a nice clever kind of cheeky moment at the end yeah, it's uh, not as cheeky as the end of Spider-Man Homecoming which is probably my favorite of cheekiest post-credit sequences which even made Zach laugh uh, when he's like you know you waited all this time for kind of nothing it's definitely the Ferris Bueller kind of ending yes. of like just leaning on it for the audience yeah um, even Deadpool 1 did that right if, if I could make one change or alteration though I'm sure it wouldn't matter I would like him to actually to be not the same universe but the same kind of character or uh, location in his life as yeah. when he was the, that same character in the Spider-Man. Movie. Yes, well, that'd be really fun. I also would have accepted after he said it's over, just being like, "That's groovy" or something like that. <laughs> like that's yeah, yeah. it's so on the nose. Except a Briscoe just, County hat. That's it. Uh, yeah, Briscoe out. County. What's going on? Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. You can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, rate the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next it's time. It's over. Bye-bye.